Welcome to Corner of the Galaxy, the show that talks 100% LA Galaxy soccer. We're glad you could join us. Now it's time to sit back and relax as your hosts navigate through the twisting, turning, but never boring world, the five-time MLS Cup champion, LA Galaxy. Hello, everybody. Welcome to Corner of the Galaxy on cornerofthegalaxy.com. I'm your host, Josh Gessman, for the evening coming to you on December 7th, the Thursday, December 7th, uh, just a weekend ahead of uh, the MLS Cup and then the official end of the season, which means that teams and everybody else can finally move on to the 2018 season. I don't mean to just gloss over the MLS Cup, but quite honestly, without a dog in the fight for anybody... Probably not worth uh, really talking that much about. Uh, it's going to be cold in Toronto. That's about uh, that's about all I know. So, anyway, uh, glad you could join us. The LA Galaxy just 46 days. That's right, 46 days away from the preseason starting on January 22nd. Uh, we'll have some preseason news, of course. We're also going to talk a little bit about AJ De La Garza. We have some information on him. Uh, Galaxy players who will be available coming up uh, in this uh, in these many drafts and the waiver drafts and all those fun things. Uh, and then we have some rumors. And of course, I want to talk to you about an event that I am uh, certain we're going to do as well. So we have a bunch to talk about. Uh, just me tonight. Uh, I'm trying to give everybody a break from uh, from all the podcasting. And quite honestly, I'm giving myself a break. As well, whenever I don't have to coordinate different guests or different co-hosts or anything like that. Not that it's extremely exhausting or anything like that. It's just, it takes its toll on me constantly having to arrange and wait and, and schedule and this way. When I do it by myself, I can pretty much just hit the record button and rock and roll. So that's why uh, a little bit break from all the other voices, but at the same time, uh, we're going to continue on. Kevin Baxter is going to be on vacation next Monday. I'll just give you a heads up already. He'll be on vacation next Monday. We will have a show on Monday, and I'm pretty sure I'm going to be able to wrangle a guest uh, host for the Monday night show as well, especially being uh, we're going to have some news to talk about, I'm sure. All right, uh, let's get on to LA Galaxy news, the big sort of news this week, and uh, something that we were right on top of here at Corner of the Galaxy was, uh, of course, the LA Galaxy announcing their official preseason schedule. It's not complete. There's some things that are missing from it, but we do know where the LA Galaxy will be, and we also know the three hosted games in Southern California that the LA Galaxy will have. Um, and so those are all good things to know. Let's go over it. I told you January 22nd, the LA Galaxy players will report for physicals and the initial testing and training that goes on the first couple days. That's a Monday. So January 22nd, they'll roll up to StubHub Center, start getting those physicals, start doing the, the physical tests. They'll be mapped out uh, by all the trainers and the athletic people there and they'll sort of be given an assessment as to uh, what they need to work on already just reporting to uh, StubHub. So uh, that's an interesting step. Then uh, you'll have six days later, excuse me, seven days later on January 28th on Sunday you're going to get the LA Galaxy departing for training in Tucson, Arizona. That's right, the LA Galaxy will head to Tucson, Arizona where they will compete and play in, I will say compete in little like, you know, uh, uh uh, air quotes there, uh, but they will participate in the Mobile Mini Sun Cup, which will feature 11 MLS sides and the USL's Phoenix Rising FC, so 12 total teams, um, and they'll play in some sort of tournament slash round. Listen, there's going to be a trophy at the end of this, all right? I don't know if you're excited that there's a, uh, a trophy at the end of this, but there will be a trophy at the end of this. Somebody will win it. Um, and that full schedule of those games hasn't come out yet. We do know all of the teams that will be participating in it. Obviously, LA Galaxy. Uh, I told you about Phoenix Rising as the USL's uh, only sort of uh, addition there. Uh, but the Colorado Rapids, uh, FC Dallas, Houston Dynamo, New England Revolution, Portland Timbers, New York Red Bulls, Real Salt Lake, 
the San Jose Earthquakes, the Seattle Sounders, and Sporting Kansas City. They will all join, of course, the LA Galaxy and USL's Phoenix Rising uh, to uh, compete in this 12-team tournament. So it'll be interesting. They will release the full schedule for those games. And if you want to head out there and see these, there is, uh, I believe, some deals on that. So you're just going to want to watch and look for those dates. Um, Again, the LA Galaxy, of course, will depart there January 28th on Sunday. Uh, They won't return to LA until February 5th. So they'll be gone for that, you know, week and a half, two weeks. So that way they can go ahead and uh, and get all the training done. Now, this is a little bit of a change in philosophy. Somebody said on Twitter to me, they said, you know, this looks like a like a much more substantial, you know, preseason schedule than anything they've had in the past. And eh, no, I, I disagree with it. It's different. It's different for, you know, a bunch of different reasons. The ideology has changed a little bit. With Bruce Arena uh, and subsequently with Curtin Alfo, it was, hey, going to Tucson or traveling somewhere else seems like a waste of time. Uh, that was Bruce Arena's big thing on, on these. So it was, hey, we can get teams to come play us. We're in Southern California. He goes, teams travel to sunny places to play. We're already in one. We don't need to go anywhere. Save ourselves the hassle and the time. Siggy Schmidt seems to be more focused on the fact that this time will provide some togetherness for a team that is going to have to come together with only 13 players on the roster right now, there's going to have to be some sort of coming together, some understanding, some bonding that happens. And so Siggy is hopeful that this trip to Tucson will provide that. Uh, as I said, the LA Galaxy return on February 5th. Uh, so it's only like a week in, in Tucson. If I said two weeks, I apologize. But, it, you know, uh, they will return February 5th from Tucson, return to Los Angeles. And on February 10th, that Saturday at 7 p.m., LA Galaxy will host New York City FC at StubHub Center. This is a 7 p.m. game. All season ticket holders will get seats to this game. They are free. They are yours. Uh, so use them accordingly. Uh, and the fact that it's all MLS talent this time, I don't know if that's good or bad or, or indifferent or anything else, um, but it is you know a chance to see some other players and, and sort of see how that goes. Again, preseason games are preseason games, whether they're in the NFL, Major League Baseball, or you know the NHL. There's going to be probably that first game. You'd be lucky if you had starters who played 45 minutes. Uh, Maybe there's going to be three teams and they'll go 30 minutes, 30 minutes, and 30 minutes. But being the fact they're coming back from Tucson, which I imagine will feature some wacky games in terms of they might not be 90 minutes. They might be 30 minutes, 30 minutes, and 30 minutes, that type of thing, um, in order to get people... Um, a, a chance to play and, and get everybody in training. So that's all sort of some wackiness. But anyway, that first game, February 10th, uh, LA Galaxy versus New York City FC. Again, season ticket holders, you get this game. Uh, to the general public, all of these preseason games, except for the uh, one in the middle, and I'll talk about that, will go on sale uh, December 12th to the public. So coming up rapidly as we speak. If you're a season ticket holder, I'd expect an email from your from your rep. Okay, so that's, uh, just keep an eye on that. Uh, February 17th, this is the game that's a little different. This game also on Saturday. The cool thing all three of the SoCal games, all on Saturdays. So Saturday, Saturday, Saturday for you. Um, but February 17th, Saturday, 2 p.m., the LA Galaxy will host the San Jose Earthquakes at the Great Park Soccer Stadium in Irvine, California. All right, that is just down the road from the corner of the Galaxy Studios here. Not far at all, and I have an event planned for that day, and I'll tell you about it at the end. But an interesting thing about the soccer stadium, I think, has seats for about 2,500 people, and then there's a berm around it that can fit another 2,500 people. I'm going to imagine there's going to be some questions about who gets access to the game. The general public probably won't get access to this game, right? It's probably only going to be season ticket members, all right? So if you're a season ticket member, you are going to want to pay attention to that game and get your tickets early because I don't know if there's going to be enough room for everybody, all right? 5,000 people, that's a lot of room, but at the same time, let's see how that goes. But I think it's a great thing. It's a 2 p.m. kickoff time. 
It's down in Orange County. Um, this is where Orange County FC, the LAFC affiliate, the USL LAFC affiliate, plays its games. It's not owned by them. Um, you know, they rent there. So this is a stadium that's up. It's a chance for the LA Galaxy to spread its wings a little bit and try to pick up some ground in some of the suburbs uh, down in Orange County. Again, it's nice for me because I can travel 10, 12 minutes to this, and I do have an event that we're going to put together here at Corner of the Galaxy Studios for you if you're going to this game. So February 17th, Saturday, 2 p.m., get your calendars marked, pay attention at the end of the show, and I will announce what is going on. Uh, February 24th, Saturday, 7 p.m., the LA Galaxy versus the Vancouver Whitecaps at StubHub Center. This is the final game of the preseason. Uh, it should take place just about a week or so before the MLS season kicks off, and obviously we don't have the MLS season schedule yet. I am counting on the LA Galaxy starting with LAFC. That makes the most sense to me. Uh, whether or not that'll happen and whether it will be at LAFC or at LA Galaxy will be interesting to see. But I'm almost I, I have no information on this. It just makes the most sense. They usually try to do this. You're going to play that rivalry game to kick off to announce that, you know, you're here in Los Angeles. A tough game for the LA Galaxy, especially with all these rebuilds going on. So anyway, that's your preseason schedule. Things that are missing from this preseason schedule. I'll tell you right now, the LA Galaxy will be releasing a new 2018 home kit. So you get to look for that jersey uh whenever it comes out that will be part of the preseason launch and release as well so keep your eyes peeled for that if that's something that interests you uh the other thing that's missing from this preseason calendar most likely a season ticket member event they did one last year towards the end of february i have been told that it is likely they're going to do one around the same time in february towards the end of february again we'll see if that all pans out but that's those are the things that are sort of missing from that in fact i wouldn't be surprised just looking at the schedule and how it lays out and this is a guess on my part that perhaps february 25th the sunday after that white white caps game might be that day all right and this could be again uh that was a town hall meeting last year and player introductions player autographs uh we were there we recorded the podcast from inside one of the suites we are going to try to up our presence if they do another one some way you're able to find us a lot better i know a bunch of people missed us okay we're going to do better this time I promise. So that's sort of the LA Galaxy preseason schedule right now. Again, starts on January 22nd. Players report for physicals. You have those three home games that you're going to be able to go to. Or you get to travel to Tucson. You might be able to see a couple LA Galaxy games as well. That might be a fun trip. It's about five and a half hours to Phoenix. It's another hour and a half, two hours down to Tucson. Um, so that's sort of your drive there. Um, it should be interesting. It might be one of those things that people are interested in. Do a little spring training quote-unquote, for uh, for the soccer times this year down in Tucson. So, uh, again, it's something, if you want to travel down for it, would be great. But we will have more information as we go along about the remaining preseason schedule and when those other events hopefully get announced and put in there. So we'll uh, we'll update you as we continue to do that. Uh, let's see. We, I also wanted to go over, again, key dates, and I've done this every time, but I, I will continue to do them uh, so that way you know what is coming up. December 10th, this Sunday, marks the first action that you're going to have in terms of any trades that happen, um, anything that's going on. So December 10th, it's a 6 a.m. to 10 a.m. Pacific time, half-day trade window, okay? This is, of course, following a three-month roster freeze. MLS clubs will be able to make adjustments to their rosters. That's only a four-hour window um, in which you can sign and trade players. After that, everything goes Blackout period. Blackout period starts at 10 a.m. Pacific time, and that blackout period re begins when, whereby clubs may no longer sign and or trade their own draft-eligible players until the conclusion of the expansion draft. That's on December 10th. We have the expansion draft on December 12th. 
All right, that's the 11 a.m. time when LAFC will get to make its five picks. And then at 1 p.m., as soon as that's over, free agency begins. So out of contract and option decline players that were at least 28 years old uh, during the 2017 season have at least eight years of MLS service are eligible for free agency. Uh, there will be a complete list of MLS free agents available on December 10th. So we will keep our eyes open for that. December 13th, you get the waiver draft. Uh, that's going to be interesting to see if the LA Galaxy who have the first pick in that particular draft with LAFC picking absolutely last in this one to see who the LA Galaxy possibly could pick up in the waiver draft. And then we go on to December 15th, the 2017 MLS reentry draft. Uh, that's going to be, again, where the LA Galaxy have the first pick and in stage two, which happens on December 21st. So those two things, um, those three drafts, the LA Galaxy all have the first pick in, and then you go on to the MLS Super Draft, which will be later in January. In order to uh, round that out, the LA Galaxy will get the second overall pick in that particular one. All right. Some interesting LA Galaxy news or some LA Galaxy related news. AJ De La Garza had his option declined by the Houston Dynamo. AJ De La Garza, who's now 30 years old, um, did not have his option picked up by Houston. Houston, of course, acquired uh, AJ De La Garza last year for some cash. The LA Galaxy sent cash, and, or excuse me, the LA Galaxy got cash, and AJ De La Garza went over to Houston. Um, again, 30 years old now, he uh, has a left ACL injury. This, of course, will leave him out for this whole offseason and into the beginning of next season. I know a bunch of people were already jumping on the bring AJ back when they heard the option was declined. Here's that. Let's be realistic just for a second. This is a guy who made $252,000 last year. All right. It was one of the major reasons the LA Galaxy actually traded AJ Delagarza was for the cap space because his salary was getting a little high and it's a direct salary that hits the cap space. He doesn't have targeted allocation money. He doesn't have general allocation money. You know, this is this is a guy who's 252000 all hits the cap. The LA Galaxy declined the option on Pele Von Anhold, who had a similar injury, who was also going to miss the remainder of the season and into the beginning of next season. The reason they did that is because they didn't want to start the season without a right back, a healthy right back, who was ready at January 22nd to jump in and participate in team activities. All right, that was one of the reasons that they did it. He was only making, I think, $125,000 or $115,000. If the LA Galaxy declined the option on a guy who was making $115,000, $125,000 in Pele Von Anholt, who has the same injury and is younger than AJ De La Garza, who is 30 and will not be ready and will make more money. And again, there's an option decline on this. The $252,000 I'm telling you about, that's from last year. That's from the 2017 season. So there might be a clause in his contract that says he gets more money because most of the time, contracts escalate. They go up a little bit. All right, so AJ could be making more than $252,000, and if that's the case, this could be a negotiation tactic by the Houston Dynamo to go ahead and try to um, you know, work that number down. If AJ De La Garza is still available, if he is a re-entry draft person, I do not see him going in the first round. He could go in the second round. If you go in the second round, you can renegotiate a contract. Could AJ come back to the LA Galaxy? Yes. But that's a dangerous thing to play with. I, I, I am with you. I understand the sentimentality. I understand what you're thinking. I understand that you think he got hard done by the LA Galaxy. I don't disagree with you at all. But to say you want to bring him back at 30 years old, coming off a left ACL after you just went through a season where you didn't have a right back because he was injured, and then you got another right back, finally, and then he gets injured, you probably don't want to staff that position where, one, somebody who won't be available for the start of the season because everybody was there in 2017 when the LA Galaxy didn't have a right back to start the season, and that lasted for way, way, way too long. 
So in my mind, it is a no-go for the LA Galaxy in terms of going after AJ De La Garza. That seems like a stretch. It seems like that wouldn't be, you know, uh, consistent with what they have been trying to do this offseason and what they're trying to do, um, you know, going forward. So we'll see. Again, the LA Galaxy only have 13 players, possibly 15 if you add Bajie Husidic and Ashley Cole back to the team, but... Uh, that's 13 players that they actually have on the roster right now. So uh, uh, it's it's a difficult time to tell what the LA Galaxy are going to do, but I think it's going to be difficult for them to go after AJ De La Garza in this particular case. It just it, it would be a bit of a stretch, although it would be righting a wrong, and that's usually right. But I, if you're the Galaxy, if you're Siggy Schmidt, you have to hit on every single signing you make this year. Because otherwise, it's not going to work. This this team will not get significantly better. So uh, maybe you're best focused other places. All right. Um, the Galaxy players, the former LA Galaxy players who are now available, it's actually uh, it's kind of funny because they're all starters at one point for the LA Galaxy and all guys who played a, a consistent and, and, and very uh, important role for the Galaxy going over the years. Sean Franklin is available. Marcelo Sarvis is available. Juninho, who was on a loan with Chicago, on a loan to Chicago from uh, from the Jolos of Tijuana, um, he his loan didn't get renewed, so he's not, and they didn't buy, so he's going to go back to TJ. But he's probably looking for another place to land in MLS. Um, and then AJ De La Garza again. AJ started 30 games for Houston this year. Just unfortunately. Uh, picked up that left ACL injury, so that's uh, that's very uh, very unfortunate for him. It would just be a stretch, I think, for the Galaxy to go after any of these guys. Maybe one, maybe you could go after somebody like Sean Franklin. Maybe that's maybe that's the way to go. Um, but still, these are different players now, different time. They're all older. It just I, I don't see it. You know, if you're looking at Marcelo Sarvis and Juninho, the last thing the LA Galaxy need are more midfielders. So I just it would be difficult for me to see them go that way. All right, uh, let's see. Let's continue on here. Ooh, rumors, 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 rumors. Bad, bad rumors. All right, uh, the newest one, the one that I can debunk. I can tell you for certain, or at least I was told for certain, this is not happening. But oh, Wesley Wesley Snyder once again to the LA Galaxy uh, has resurfaced. This was a tweet that came out of a goal in Turkey. Um, and they came out and said this. Uh, it was picked up by some other people, and I saw some tweets that were going around, uh, but basically it says uh, Wesley Snyder has already coming to the LA Galaxy, um, that he's on the outs with with Nice in France because he's not playing that much, and so he's on his way to the LA Galaxy, and he'll be here in January. I phoned up the LA Galaxy, as I like to do whenever I get some wacky, crazy rumors, and I said, hey, is this true? And they said, it is not true. A club spokesman says the report is inaccurate, and I've been told that the LA Galaxy are not interested. We've been told that, and I think Kevin Baxter tweeted it out that both LA teams, because remember, if anytime they say LA now, you actually have to divide it by two and figure out whether or not it's for LAFC or the LA Galaxy, but in this particular case, neither of those teams seem interested in Wesley Schneider at this point, and uh, I, I think I would kind of agree in most parts. Again, a crowded midfield already, an older player, um, I'm not sure that's where everybody wants to go with that. All right, uh, let's move on. That was my one rumor that I sort of had. There's other stuff that's going on that's happening, um, it, just in terms of rumors. Uh, we talked about it, I think, on Monday with Kevin, with Giassi Zardes being shopped. That's a real thing. Um, I think Giassi Zardes himself wants to leave, is looking for a change of scenery, and wants to do something different. I, I think that maybe even Vancouver could be that team. This is all speculation. Uh, Vancouver could be that team. I'm also told that it's... 
you know, it, it, at least I, I have a feeling that, you know, the LA Galaxy are looking to make a move and that there hasn't been the correct value associated with Jossie's artist yet, which I think is going to be impossible. And Kevin and I talked about it on Monday. I think it's impossible to get the real value, the value of what Jossie's artist is to the LA, LA Galaxy. He has murals painted all over the Southland now with him on it because he's a local kid. Um, and you know, he's doing, and he was a homegrown player success. Uh, there were reports out that, and we talked about that homegrown player, uh, transfer salary that if you're a homegrown player and you transfer, um, that you can get, that teams would get to keep a hundred percent of the, of the return from that. All right. So if that went through, which it sounds like it has, then Jossie's artist, if you sell them outside the league could be worth, uh, you know, a couple million dollars, which is crazy. Crazy in anything. But anyway, Jossie's artist seems like that's the guy um, to talk to that he wants out. Uh, there's people interested in Joao Pedro. Um, there are people interested in a lot of LA Galaxy players right now. Um, maybe even Jonathan and, and Gio Dos Santos, although, uh, you know, that's always tough to gauge. I have a feeling the LA Galaxy are going to stick with Gio and Jonathan right now. Uh, I have a feeling that that's the way it's leaning. I don't. I think come the 2018 preseason, as excited as, as I think some of you would be that Giovanni dos Santos would no longer be on this on this team. I think both of those guys are in Galaxy uniforms come January 22nd. All right, that's just my gut feeling right now. Things change rapidly, very quickly, especially as we start getting into the movement season after MLS Cup is over, uh, coming up fairly shortly. Once you get into this and you can change things and you can start trading and moving players and you know mechanisms open up and waivers and entry drafts start happening, lots of things can change. Maybe there's a deal that's too good to pass up. Maybe all that starts to happen. So again, right now I'm leaning towards Gio and Jonathan uh, being on this team in 2018 on January 22nd, whenever it starts. Uh, I, I feel that way about a bunch of players. I don't feel that way about Giassi's artists right now. Um, I would think that if everybody has their way, and that's the LA Galaxy and Giassi's artists included, I think that they would all like to part ways with that. So we'll see how that goes. And I think, and I've talked to a bunch of people about this, uh, you know, Giassi's artists, and I was certainly told by somebody uh, that w- that knows the situation very closely that, you know, Giassi's artists probably just has a confidence issue, and that if you could get him confident and get him playing the right position and have him surrounded by good players, that he can be a very good player, as he was for the LA Galaxy, I think, in 2014. But... That being said, a change of scenery, and I've also been told this, a change of scenery might be best for him. He may go somewhere and then find that, you know, hey, being in L.A. and being here for so long, that the change of scenery is something that he wants and that he needs, and that's what he wa- and that he's going to react to that. So, again, we'll see. Um, I think people who are saying, hey, get rid of Jossie's artists, aren't fully prepared for the fact that he's definitely one of those players who could go away and be dangerous for uh, for another team. So, Again, something to keep an eye on, something to watch. I try to give you guys all of the insight that I know, all of the feelings, and I know that sometimes it seems like maybe I flip-flop back and forth. Uh, It's unfortunately the nature of following these rumors and talking to different people. That happens all the time. So you get get a feeling one way, everything sounds good, you're doing it, all of a sudden everything goes haywire, it goes sideways, and all of a sudden, you know, now everybody's back. So I wouldn't be surprised if Giassi's artist was at, you know, the preseason training camp January 22nd, but it doesn't mean that both him and the team aren't looking to move. So that's uh, that's just some information on that as well. So those are sort of the rumors that are out there. I know it's quiet right now. I think the LA Galaxy will be active in this waiver draft and in the re-entry draft, and it's something to watch. Those are the drafts that are important right now. First pick in all three of those, two of the sections of the re-entry draft and, the, and first in the waiver draft as well, they get first pick. That means they get to pick whoever they want on those. 
And if you remember, the waiver draft is for players who aren't... <laughs> this is literally the worst. Have, did, did your teacher ever tell you that you can't use the definition of the word in the definition? All right, that's basically how this is going to go. The players who are in the waiver draft weren't and uh, weren't uh, available or weren't didn't qualify for the reentry draft. All right, that's what the waiver draft players are. And the reentry draft are players who didn't qualify for free agency and didn't qualify for the waiver draft. They all fit into separate categories and how it goes. And those reentry drafts are important, and I'm sure we'll get into it more, but the, re the first round of the reentry draft is that you're picking up that player at their option. So all those option declines lists that you had, you're picking up at the option they had. That's the first round. So you're saying, yes, we think that the money that you were supposed to get paid in this year is very is is very fair for what we're getting, and we're not going to renegotiate. We just want you and you're on the team, and we're fine with that salary cap hit. The second round is, yes, we want you, but we're going to renegotiate contracts. So let's figure out how much you're worth. All right, so players who go in the first round are probably a little happier than players who go in the second round, but nonetheless, the value in there is finding players in the second round and having the first pick of that second round because there's going to be teams who say, this person's making too much money, but if they're available in the second round, in the second round of the re-entry draft, then we're going to take them. All right, so that's sort of the 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 strategy behind looking at the re-entry draft. All right, all right. Now, before we get to our final topic or our final bit of information that I have for you talking about the events that we're going to have here at Corner of the Galaxy Studios, I wanted to get to some of your questions. All right, so just grabbed a couple, asked really late. So if yours isn't on here, I apologize, but we'll see how we can do. All right, uh, Justin likes Christmas at Brewcat. He writes in and he says, between Giovanni Dos Santos, Jonathan Dos Santos, uh, Boy, which of course is Sebastian Legette, and Pedro Joao Pedro, who do you start in a three-man midfield? Um, let's see. You would, you're would you not going to start Giovanni Dos Santos because he's not a midfielder in my in this particular case. Um, also, you know, you, you didn't have Roman Alessandrini, so I don't know where he's going to start there either. So you've already skewed things. That way I can't start the people I probably want to. Um, but I would start Jonathan Dos Santos, uh, Sebastian Legette, and let's go with Roman Alessandrini. Oh, wait, he wasn't one of them. I, I guess you would put Pedro in there because, again, I don't think Gio is a midfielder all that well. I don't think he's a playmaker as a number 10, so you can't really put him in that spot. Uh, I put him up as a second striker, and you got to put somebody up in front of him, all right? So then Justin goes on. He goes, what position will Sebastian Legette play this year? Uh, he's going to play in the midfield, and he's a starter. I personally see him outside on the left wing right now. Um, that's with the four-man midfield with Roman Alessandrini on the other side. You had Jonathan Dos Santos and Sebastian Legette in there. I think Jonathan Dos Santos is going to back up Legette. Uh, Legette is going to be your 10 playmaker, which is, I don't know. We've seen a little bit of him playing that. Um, excuse me. That, that isn't even the case because that doesn't work. Um, you know, you have Legette on the left-hand side. I think left on, uh, Sebastian Legette on the left-hand side. I think you have Roman Alessandrini on the right-hand side. I think you have Jonathan Dos Santos and Joel Pedro. I think that's how your midfield starts. All right, and Jonathan Dos Santos is sort of going to be, be that playmaker with Sebastian Legette and Roman Alessandrini's, you know, tactics and, and the way they play. They're going to come inside. So you're going to have some interaction. You're going to have some interchange. Uh, hopefully that keeps it fluid enough that people won't be able to uh, just sort of sit on these guys, and Sebastian Legette limiting him, obviously, on the outside, on the left-hand side, you know, yeah, it's a little bit of a limiting factor. Can you move him to the inside? Yeah, you can. And maybe you do that to bring on Boatang. You move Sebastian Legette into the middle, you move Joao Pedro off, 
Um, and now you have Leggett and Jonathan Del Santos in the center, and you have Ima Boateng on the left-hand side. But I've said it for a long time. I think Boateng is the sub and is a good sub in this particular case. Um, let's see. Christian writes in, uh, and he says, uh, let's see, with the Galaxy cleaning house, what is the identity or what identity are we looking for? Are we still going for the big-name jersey sales, or, or are we built with good young players who nobody knows about? I think if you're the LA Galaxy, and I've said this before, and I hope this makes you angry and mad, because quite honestly, I don't say it just for that reason, but I know the reactions it gets. If you're the LA Galaxy, and you're not signing people who people have heard of, all right, if you don't have stars driving ticket sales, and I'm sorry, but there isn't a star. Ugh, Giovanni Dos Santos is the star. If he was a you know great designated player, if he was putting up numbers that he was supposed to be, I think he would be an okay designated player. He has a bit of a name, which is good, and he can score goals whenever he feels motivated. The fact that he isn't makes him a poor designated player in Los Angeles. And just say it with me. In Los Angeles, you need two things. You need stars, and you need results. And with with Giovanni Dos Santos, you are not getting. You have a star who doesn't get results. Um, and whether that was the team last year, we're certainly going to find out. You know, here in in 2018. So you better sign p- players that some people have heard of. You need draws to the field. That being said, the positions the LA Galaxy have open right now aren't star positions. You're going to have maybe one or two targeted allocation money signings that you might be able to get a big-name player to play for. If you could go all the way up to $1.5 million, which looks like that might be um, the the new ceiling on targeted allocation money, that would be up from the $999,999.99 uh, that is the current ceiling on targeted allocation players. So if you can get somebody to sign for $1.499999 million, um, then you're in, and, and you could get a big name for that. I mean, that's basically a designated player, and could you do that twice? Maybe, maybe the LA Galaxy have enough money so you could have two targeted allocation money players that are big names. And that's why it's difficult to predict starting lineups right now. You have 13 players. 13 players with the possibility of Giassi Zardes leaving, Joao Pedro leaving, the Dos Santos brothers leaving. You don't have a goalkeeper. I mean, you know, it's all these things. So when you're looking for identity, you still need to be, if you're the LA Galaxy, you need to be somebody who is still splashing names. You're going to get mentioned, and I guarantee that LAFC is going to go over on the other side, and they're going to have some names. Whether that's Chicharito in the summertime or anybody else, they're going to have some names. You need names to counter that. And I'm sorry, in Los Angeles, tell, tell the neighbors who don't show up whenever you know David Beckham isn't playing or whenever Steven Gerrard is playing. You can say what you want about Steven Gerrard and the disaster that was for the Galaxy, but he was a name, and had he worked out, that's the type of player that the Galaxy need to go after. I know you're saying he was too old. You're right, he was. So find somebody younger who still has a name. That's up to the LA Galaxy to sign people in that position. All right, saying going for younger players without, excuse me, without a name is fine. Go ahead and do that too. You're going to have to. You have to build this roster up. But this roster isn't going to be solved by buying 17 international players. One, you can't do that. And two, that's just that's just not the way it's going to happen. All right. Not the way it's going to happen. Um, let's see. So that's from from Christian, uh, and then my favorite LA Galaxy insider, outsider, 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 LA Galaxy outsider, uh, Mr. Madam Serrano. Uh, a little shout out that he says realistically of the MLS options coming up, what goalkeeper do you see LA picking up? I would love to see them try to get Zach McMath from Colorado. That would be my number one choice. I think there might be a deal made with Vancouver. 
Um, you know, we'll see if uh, if Pat Alstead is is still possibly one of those players that that the LA Galaxy could go after. I, you know, I don't know that I love it. I just see too many things sort of lining up. I could see Jossie Zardes ending up in Vancouver as well. That's why I say that. So, uh, you know, realistically is always a fun thing. It's Major League Soccer. I have no idea what's realistic and what's not. Maybe Tim Howard's tired of being in Colorado and wants to come play for the LA Galaxy. I mean, you know, is it possible? Yeah. Do you want him? Not as a designated player. Would you take him as a... $500,000 player? No, you wouldn't because you don't you put him as a salary cap player. All right. He needs to be a cap player. He needs to be underneath the cap in my mind. So, uh, you know, $375,000. Does that seem reasonable? Everybody's freaking out right now. I don't think Tim Howard's coming to the LA Galaxy. All right. That's the uh, the questions. Thank you for writing and I appreciate it. Of course, you can hit me on Twitter at Galaxy Podcast anytime you want to talk about uh, anything LA Galaxy, and I do my best to respond to everybody. So please, talk to me there. You can go on Reddit and talk to me there. You can go on Facebook and talk to me there. Instagram, talk to me. I do my best to respond. I'm here for you guys. I want to answer the questions, and I think you have a really stupid idea. You're going to hear me say something nice in order to make you not feel so stupid whenever you ask the question, but still, ask the questions, all right? I'm no genius when it comes to these. Let's move on. Final item. Again, not a super long podcast tonight, but uh, you have things to do, um, and the news is really going to start breaking um, you know, Sunday, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday of next week, and that's when we're probably going to be busiest here on the podcast and talking about the LA Galaxy. Um, by the way, you know LAFC is just chomping at the bit waiting to sort of get into some of these uh, draft periods and different things, and they're going to be signing a bunch. So I told you a long time ago that LAFC has it lined up perfectly because they get to announce player after player after player after player because they don't have a team. Um, you know, there's, there's, I think there's two guys officially signed to the roster right now. So they get to put together, you know, 28 more guys. So there's going to be a lot of announcements, a lot of signings going on. Uh, the LA Galaxy almost have as many, which is surprising with the way Siggy uh, declined options on everybody. But with 13 players, they have the ability to add 17 players. Um, if they bring back Ashley Cole and, uh, and Baggio Usidic, they can add another 13 players because it would be 15 and 13 is 28. They can go all the way up to 30. That's sort of where it is, but they don't have to fill all 30 of those spots. So just, again, keep an eye on some of this stuff, okay? This is what is finally happening. And I do imagine that there are going to be players that get picked up in the reentry draft and they get picked up in the waiver draft that are former LA Galaxy players, ones that had their options declined. So we'll get to uh, follow those as well and, and see who ends up picking up some of the guys that Siggy Schmidt and Kurt Schmidt have decided to, uh, to get rid of. All right. There we go. Now let's get to the final item. And I told you that I wanted to do an event and I still have one that I think we're going to plan for January. So let's not, uh, let's not forget about that one either. And I will give you details as soon as I can find some time to, to nail it all down. But on February 17th, the LA Galaxy will play San Jose and host San Jose at the Great Park in Irvine, California. That is approximately 10 minutes from the corner of the Galaxy Studios. So it's just down the freeway, down the five freeway, not very far at all. So at 9 a.m. on February 17th, we will have an open house here at Corner of the Galaxy Studios. From 9 a.m. to about 11.30 or 12, uh, we will go ahead and go, and then everybody, of course, can head over to the game and watch the game at 2 p.m. But that will include, obviously, getting to come to Corner of the Galaxy Studios and seeing where we record the show, um, getting to see sort of the little bit of a museum that I have here at the uh, at the studios, all those fun things. I have, I have my indoor foot golf that I'll set up. Um, I'll let you sit down in the chair and put on the headphones and talk into the microphone and hear your voice, maybe even like re let you record something. I don't know. We'll figure something out. Uh, but you can meet some of the Corner of the Galaxy crew, whoever's going to be available for that. We'll, we'll be down here at the studio as well. Um, and then you'll also be able to pick up a scarf or order a shirt. And yes, scarves are coming. 
All right, so you'll see those pretty soon uh, on the website. As soon as I get those delivered, they are getting ready to be in production right now. So I would imagine hopefully by the end of January that we will have all of those scarves in. Um, I'm going to need your support on this. I'll be honest with you. I'm going way out on a limb on some of these, all right? So uh, the scarves themselves will sell for $25. They are very, very nice scarves. I made sure of that. They are top quality. Uh, I think it's some of the nicest scarves that I've seen, um, and I have a whole wall full of scarves that you can see when you come down the corner of Galaxy Studios. But anyway, that's that that's going to be an important part, and I, I want your support on it, and if we can do it, then it's going to be awesome. Um, you know, then we can do more scarves later on, and you know, more shirts and all that fun stuff. So we're going to go out on a limb. I'm going to do it, but they're in process, they're in order, and, Ella, and Corner of the Galaxy scarves will be available very soon. It's something I've always wanted to do. Limited run, on the very first ones, so make sure that when I announce it that you start ordering because there won't be that many. All right, there we go. Okay, we'll have more information, obviously, as that uh, as that becomes available and all that fun stuff, so I'll keep you updated on the Scarf Saga, and as soon as I have pictures of them, of course, you will get them, um, and then we can talk about them and see them and all that fun stuff. Uh, our schedule looks like this right now. It is December 7th. We will have a December 11th Corner of the Galaxy show. I already told you that Kevin's not going to be here for that, but I'll find a replacement for Kevin. There will be a Thursday show on December 14th as well. Uh, we'll make sure we have that. We go December 18th and December 21st. Those will both be shows. December 25th, guess what? Not going to have a show. December 28th, not going to have a show. That's our little holiday break there. Uh, we hope everybody enjoys their time off, and there won't be that much news from the LA Galaxy during that time anyway, so you're not going to be missing anything. Then it's the new year, January 1st, at least right now, I do plan on having a show. What do you know? Um, and then, of course, uh, we'll go on with January 4th, um, and we'll we'll continue on with our normal schedule as the LA Galaxy get closer and closer to January 22nd and reporting. And I imagine that by January 22nd, we're going to have a whole roster full of players to talk about and a bunch of things to dissect and all sorts of fun stuff like that. And then right now, put it in your calendar. Do it. February 17th, 2018. Open house here at Corner of the Galaxy Studios. Uh, I, of course, will give you the information for that and where you can be as we get closer to that. So follow me on Twitter, Instagram, um, any of those places. Also go to the website, and that's where you'll be able to find that information. And so uh, I don't know how many people are coming, but come on down, and let's see what we can do. Uh, I'll play you guys some indoor foot golf. I'm pretty good at it because I practice all the time while I'm uh, working here out of the studio. Uh, so that'll be fun, and uh, hopefully we get to see a bunch of people and hang out for a little bit before the LA Galaxy take on the San Jose Earthquakes um, down at the Great Park in Irvine. All right. Uh, I'm trying to think if there's anything else. Lots of stuff coming. It's happening. I'm telling you right now that lots of things will start moving. Uh, I believe the Galaxy will need to be active in all of these windows just because uh, they don't have any players. Can't bring them all in from other places, so they're going to have to get a bunch of domestic players to come in and fill some of these holes. All right. That about does it. If you're looking for me on Twitter, at jguessman, J-G-U-E-S-M-A-N, of course, at Galaxy Podcast, please head over to the website, cornerofthegalaxy.com, and, uh, and just, you know, follow us anywhere on Instagram, uh, on SoundCloud, on iTunes. Tell your friends about us, all right? We, we live and thrive off of your suggestions, and we've been having a great year and a great offseason so far. Let's keep it rolling right until the LA Galaxy report back to StubHub Center. All right, that'll about do it for me tonight. I'm Josh Gessman. You've been listening to Corner of the Galaxy on cornerofthegalaxy.com. Have a great one, everybody. You've been listening to the Corner of the Galaxy podcast on cornerofthegalaxy.com. You can follow the show on Twitter and Instagram at Galaxy Podcast. And be sure to check out and subscribe to iTunes, Stitcher, and Facebook by searching for Corner of the Galaxy. 
And for all of your independent LA Galaxy news, discussion, and entertainment, including this podcast, head on over to cornerofthegalaxy.com. Fans, thanks for listening. We ask that you be kind and courteous to your neighbors as you leave the podcast. We thank you for joining us and look forward to seeing you again. Until then, I'm Michael Arajo, and on behalf of the entire Corner of the Galaxy crew, goodbye, everybody.